Oeherema Yorana. You're listening to Tereva Neyao, the only podcast currently documenting the voices and lives of Tahitian American families and couples, the long distance, the love stories, our lives between Tahiti and the United States of America. We present to you Tereva Neyao. Hey, Yorana Tato Itei Mahana. Welcome to episode four. I appreciate all y'all for coming back. This is the podcast, Tereva Neyao, Tahitian American Families and Couples as a podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan, and today's episode is a lot heavier than the few stories that we had. Um, I want to emphasize that just because this individual has shared so much of his um, family story and legacy and uh, you'll you'll hear a lot as to why that is, um, but I do need to emphasize and preface first off that our Tahitian American Families and Couples group is not just made up of um, the spouses that come from French Polynesia, Tahiti, and the spouses that come from United States, like Hawaii, California, but also the children whose parents were basically that situation, one parent from Tahiti and one parent from the States. So you have a lot of children who are second-generation Tahitian, either born in the United States or born in Tahiti. Um, and then we also have a lot of folks that are part of our group that have been in, their family's been in the United States for a few generations. So they're the grandchildren or great-grandchildren of Tahitians that made their way to the United States or Americans that lived in Tahiti and had families. With that being said, I will start with this clip. Y'all just heard the voice from Tailan Te Aitu Buendia, which is one of my wife and I's uh, best friends. I want to just say right there that um, when we talk about someone being our best friend, um, we're, we're not usually talking about in terms of how many years we've known them and how much we know about them, etc. but just quality, right? Um, talking about like literally someone who is um, so good to you and you care about them as well. That is that person. Uh, actually, Ty and my wife, Verea, are actually relatives because it's, it's kind of crazy. It's through genealogy, but, you know, the Polynesian people, it's not that crazy because there's a lot of these connections, which is that Ty's grandmother on his Tehiva side, his grandmother's grandmother was once married to Vaidea's grandfather's grandfather. There's a connection between my wife and uh, Ty through genealogy, which is a Pa'umotu connection. So in our regards, in my eyes, my lens, he's an in-law. He's, he's a relative to my wife. And so it's, it's not just one of my friends. Um, Ty is very similar to my sons, which his mother is um, like my wife is from Tahiti. 
and then the father is from the United States, like myself. There's just a lot of similar themes going on in the way that he grew up and his family dynamics to my little family. So it was really important early on when we created the Tahitian American Families and Couples group on Facebook that I felt he was included in all conversations and decisions being made um, because I wanted to make sure that our Tahitian American community who is and has been in the United States is also part of this, also included. And it's not just a group of like new couples that are like Vaidea and I, if that makes sense. Here's the audio from the interview that we finished up last night. And I hope you all enjoy this episode. To start things off, um, at a very young age, I was very fond of knowing their love story. It's crazy, Ryan. There were several occasions that I can remember when I was having either lunch or dinner or we were just hanging out as a family. The, The trio, my father, mother, and myself. I was just sporadically asked, hey, um, you know, how did you meet? And so I do have a pretty strong impression of, of, of that memory. And, you know, they, they have the <laughs> almost like a, the, the fantasy communion or relationship. So they met, of course, I was born of two dancers, my father, um, strong hula beginnings and of course my mother through birth uh, very strong tamure or oritaiti beginnings they met when my mother um, was a professional dancer she was fresh off of pcc she was going to audition for tihatis and she ended up auditioning for japan uh, disney tokyo or disneyland tokyo and my father that was a dancer for jermaine's luau was auditioning for another show because I don't believe at that time they had male dancers at, at um, Tokyo Disney. Um, so he was was auditioning for another show in Japan, but they were doing hosting these auditions together, if I'm not mistaken. And so that's how they met as far as introductions. And uh, later on in the years, I believe, I don't know, maybe a, a span of three to five years, my mother, fast forward, my mother was running a show in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And at this hotel, um, I believe it was named the Conley uh, Hotel. The family that owned this hotel appointed my mother to cast um, a show. And so, they gave her a budget and within that budget she was able to pull musicians and dancers directly from hawaii and so my father i i guess somehow and this that's a great area for my memory somehow she reached out to him and said hey i have an opportunity for you to go to the mainland and perform and at that time my father was seeing a woman and him and his girlfriend actually went to that show and um, fast forward from there they i guess they broke up that relationship fell through and one night my father and mother were out dancing at a nightclub and yeah and and you know I think the rest of the story is up to our imagination. So, 
Oh yeah, that's gosh. pretty much that's pretty much how it that's pretty much how it started, you know. Yeah. And, and um, it start the connection was through dance was through the Polynesian entertainment, and that and at that you know that era the the seventies and the eighties that was the equivalency of how Oditeiti competition is now. It's everywhere, you know. Um, so that that would probably be in a condensed uh, version of their communion. That's a beautiful story. It really is. Um, I, I know you told me bits and pieces of it, but I never heard each part. And I'm glad that you ended up with a dope name like Ty and not Conley. <laughs> let, me just, let me just comment. Um, I just want to run through real, real quick um, the breakdown that I somewhat remember you sharing with me, which is that your father is ethnically Filipino and Puerto Rican. Yeah. right ancestors uh ended up in hawaii yeah so he's kanaka ivi as they'd call it or um but by nationality he's american so because he's from hawaii okay and then your mother is nationality french because she's born in hikueru mm-hmm. which is in the tuamotu region of french polynesia did she live in Tahiti at all? I, I've never asked you that. Or did she yes. go straight from Tuamotus to Hawaii? No. Um, so my mother was born in Tuamotu, and she that's where it's, it, it becomes a little great for me, too. Um, I believe she spent the first five years in Tuamotu. And um, from what she tells me, she would go to her – she would see – I think she was given off to her grandparents for, for a time being, um, which was from our, my grandmother's side, the Amo family. And my grandfather um, would pick her up and she would spend time with the Maritirangi family. And so um, if I'm not mistaken, she would also, she used to go to Hau um, to visit uh, Auntie Makao's family and spend time with them. I'm definitely paraphrasing this um, because, like I said, the memory's a little gray on that. But so, my my mother, um, to us, her oldest brother, one of her younger sisters, they were given off. You know, of course, that that's still a tradition nowadays. Yeah, that's normal. Um, mm-hmm. They were given off to to you know the siblings that couldn't have. So my 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 mom's sister and to Vivian was given to the infamous singer. Mari, Mari Terangi, my mother was given off to um, her grandparents and my uncle, Timi Mari Terangi, was given off to um, relatives as well. He wasn't raised with with uh, my grandfather and them. So there was a time where my grandfather decided to gather all his children, except for the oldest, and that was my uncle Timi. But he ended up going to Tahiti as well. But he gathered all, all gathered all of his children, and then they moved to Tahiti, where he had a, a home set in place in uh, Palmatai for the for a time being. They stayed there in Tahiti up until my mother went to. So for a time being, my mother spent good amount of years to where she, when she moved to Hawaii, she then she went straight into high school from birth to. Um, intermediate school or middle school she was in in the Tuamotu and and Tahiti my mother goes by the name of Hina 
um, which is her middle name. She hates her. She hates her first name, which I think is absolutely beautiful. So her full name is Tekeho Hinaporokura Mariterangi. My father's name is Delbert Dale Ikaika Buendia. Um, <laughs> April 28th of 1989, when my parents were performing in um, Pittsburgh, I was born um, as far as far back as I can remember, uh, or, or that I was told. When I was born, my parents were there for about a year or two years in Pittsburgh. They had to up and leave because there was a contract um, that they had in Spain. So they both left to go dance in Spain for the time being. I was then sent to Texas with an aunt. When, when they came back, they picked me up and we moved to Florida, uh, Orlando, Florida, where they both were still dancing. And say, so they used to dance with the um, SeaWorld Luau. Uh, there was a, a longtime family that, that ran that show, and it was um, the Netane family, the Tongan family. Before that, it was, a, it was actually a Pamutu family, um, which are the direct lineage of us as well. Um, they were the Tehanis, um, and uh, Uncle Henry Tehani was married Teumere uh, Tahauri, and so that's where that's that's where that first wave of Tahitians came to to Florida was through either through SeaWorld or the Maikai restaurant, which was in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, ran by a Tahitian family as well. Now in Orlando, um, that's where I grew up um, as far as you know, a young child, and I remember. All the other Polynesian kids, there was there was a grip of us that grew up in the show business. My next door neighbor is a is a good friend of mine. His name is Matuni uh, Vayonga Jr. And he's a he, Matuni actually right now he has his own uh, Siva Afi competition. He also performs still in in Disney World, and he's he's still out there in Orlando, Florida. Um, so him and I grew up. We were next door neighbors, and so man. We would emulate our 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 parents every day, you know. Pick up anything was a was a fire knife. Any stick, any any golf club, bat, you know, um, a bat, anything was a fire knife, you know. So in 1995, my father decided that he had enough of 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 Orlando, and he wanted to start something fresh. So there was a Filipino family that that used to have a show business out there in, in Jacksonville, Florida, where, where we were heading, you know, and um, they came, they hired the SeaWorld family to, to teach them, you know, Polynesian dancing and the SeaWorld family sent them to our house for my dad to, 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 to teach them. Um, Cause he was a very knowledgeable dancer. After a while, I guess he decided, like, you know what, I'm going to go with these guys. And since I'm teaching them, I'm going to go with these guys and I'm going to check out, you know, their show in Jacksonville. And as as he was, I guess, you know, he had epiphany being up there and, and he said, you know what, this is where I'm going to take my family. At a young age, I remember migrating to, to Jacksonville, Florida, and, and that's where I spent a lot of my years in Jacksonville, Florida. I, at uh, the early age, um, I was taught hula. It was more than just noho pai pai or 
you know, Lapahoyhoy. It was actually hula. Um, my for hours, my father would sit and putty the ipu, and I would just do basics, 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 basics. I hated it then, man. I really did. I hated it then because it wasn't fun at that age. It, it just wasn't fun. It was almost a. It was really a discipline. You know, when you have a short, short um, sp- attention span, that's completely a protocol of a discipline. And and so I hated that. And um, then, you know, Oditaiti, of course, that's a part of my, my blood. So I ended up getting into that. And what really pushed me over the top was uh, I loved doing haka, uh, Maori. I loved doing, uh, performing Siva Afi. I started at 11, I, that's when I performed with fire. And that's when I performed like live at a show with fire. And uh, man, life was, honestly, Lorraine, life was great at that time. Life was amazing. And so my grandfather ended up coming to Florida. Since then, my grandfather decided to, to send me to Hawaii every summer, every summer. And my father wanted me to go to Hawaii as well. And it was funny, man, because Nothing I could do was good enough for my grandfather. This guy was such a hard man. You know, those that generation was cut from a different cloth, man. It, they really were. Um, he was a Purple Heart in the Korean War, and he was also a general foreman um, in the Navy. Uh, he was uh, medically discharged because he, he actually got hurt on the job in the Navy. Um, so just to let you know the type of discipline and structure that this this man, you know, and not only that, this guy was born and raised through the plantation days of old Hawaii, right? But, um, you know, one thing that I can say about my grandfather, he used to always tell me, you know, you are the apple of my eye, boy. And, um, and that still sticks because no matter how hard he was, he loved me and he always showed me that love. So I learned, I was disciplined and I, and I was able to learn island life because his, his, his land was in Mountain View, Big Island, straight up Hilo National Park. And so his house, a couple acres, the, the neighbor's house, a couple acres, and then the neighbor's house. So every summer I was literally just me and the Fenua. That's it, <laughs> you know? Um, but anyways, I ended up playing sports. Um, and I played, I played football from nine to 19. Now I had the most life-changing experience. My father passed away. Um, he had a heart attack and it was literally night and day. I, I woke up one morning and I was taken to a hospital and my, I remember I, I, I didn't know why I was there. The look on my mother's face, when she walked out, she was, so where I, where I was standing in this hospital room, there was a couple of nurses, my best friend and his mom who picked me up and the door was open and there was a door across the hall. And so I remember wondering, you know, just curious, you know, what's going on. And, 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 and my, my friend and his mom were, were looking at the window, looking out the window and my mother, um, I saw, the door creep open and it was my mother. I saw a face on, I, I, I just saw her, there was just a look on her face that through the 14 years of my life, I've never seen this look on her face. 
ever. I don't know. I think at that point, my my spirit kind of just was sucked in within my stomach, and and she broke the news. Um, she, she said, "Hey, um, that's that's gone." And man, I was I was I believe fourteen, fresh off fresh out of middle school. I was in disbelief up until I seen my father across in the room across the hall. The uh, nurses and the doctor was saying, you know, he can still hear you. He can still, and and his face and and sorry, man, you don't have to share this. And but his face was still warm. That was for me, like I can speak about it now because I'm not sad honestly. Um, but for me, that's, that's a memory that I have that, that will always stick with me, you know? So, and, and to be honest, Ryan, the next five, six years after that was not easy. It, it was not easy. Um, everything happened so fast. You know, we were, my, my father was an entrepreneur. Um, he, he, he was a DJ. He ran his own catering company. He had a show, you know, we had a show. And uh, before that, when he died, we were at a restaurant. We were, we were at a restaurant. We, we used to perform at our restaurant. That was actually the, the, the summer. And it happened really quick. Like we had a big show, you know, a, a couple months before that. And, and then bam, that happened. So to be honest, man, life happened so quick within that summer that my dad passed away, May 24th, 2005. I would never think that, that my life would, would end up like that, you know. They didn't have a car, and um, the, the church that we were going to, they would, they would pick me up from football practice, uh, high school football practice every day. And um, I can speak about this because I've overcome these, these, you know, experiences, and I've learned from them. But um, so with that said, I became rebellious. I chose my friends over my culture, over my family. My mom and I didn't have the the strongest bond because um, I think what I think where what I did not do right when my father first passed was I didn't grieve. You know, I couldn't even cry at his funeral because my mom was shattered. Um, so for a year. Um, I couldn't do anything. And unfortunately, I was dealing with repressed anger. I wouldn't just be upset. I'd be irate, you know, and, and, and start hitting things. And, and I used to hang out with the wrong people. And what I love about these, these moments is that this is a testament of, of the, the journey of my life. Because in 2009, uh, my mother, which to be honest, every year, man, she used to always invite me to go to Orlando and go to the Oditeiti competitions and, and the Sivafi competitions and I would, or the shows. And I was like, mom, I'm good. I don't want to go. Like, I, I, I guess that reminded me so much of a life that I just couldn't have. So I denied it. And, um, but in 2009, there was a reintroduction. I met a family who they are they are in Hawaiian terms. They are my Calabash family or they're they're my Fa'amu family. Um in Jacksonville. They 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 used to perform, you know, they had a halal, they still have a halal. 
that reintroduction of being with them and they they used to take drumming workshops and and i remember when i first got with them they were like oh you drum to it right and, and really i thought i did but i didn't <laughs> um so yeah we we'd play and i'd be like hey what what's that beat again oh it's hitoto oh okay how does it go again you know it's it's crazy bro because now like you know I yeah. will order and stuff. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's crazy, man, because timing happens exactly when it's supposed to happen. My mom's sister, when she used to live in Florida, we went to her house and I don't know, man, I don't know. She saw a change in, in me. She saw me, you know, she saw me. And so one night she was like, come sit down. I want to show you something. And she, she showed me our genealogy of my my grandfather's side our genealogy and she showed me how far it went back and um i believe you know at the time i believe it traced back to the 1500s and and there were only first person names or uh yeah there there were only you know first name basis there there wasn't uh muddy tirangi yet you know, but there were right. there was that lineage. There was right. that lineage yes. up in, up until there was a few couple names, and then there was the first Kaheke Um So, <clears throat> I that after being exposed to that knowledge, I saw who I am in this big picture. I saw the big picture. I didn't. I knew that some, in some way, I do need to add to this legacy i didn't i didn't know that it would be through dance i didn't know that it would be through competing or you know i didn't know but i i knew that in some way i do have to add to this legacy because there's only a couple of, of my first cousins that perform there's only two other first cousins that perform one in Moorea and one in one in um tahiti the rest who are all in Hawaii, they don't perform anymore. There's there's only one that, that's that's still a musician, but nobody, there's nobody. You know, I come from a very, um, when it comes to music, I come from a very strong family. You know, one thing about, that one, there's one thing that I'm so proud of about my Maritilani family or Tehibo family is that it's the music and, and how they push the, the Palmutu songs and the kapas all original, you know, all all this original music that's still being played today. So I'm just one thing I'm I'm proud of. So I'm 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 glad that, you know, I'm able to perpetuate to to this strong legacy. So yeah, man, that's how everything turned out. <laughs> and then the rest is what you see now before you. <laughs> it's such a heavy story. I think that's the best word to put it. Because I, I'm always, I know you're not sad anymore, which I'm, I'm glad for you that you're not um, suffering in sadness about your memories. But I'm sad when I listen to the story of um, losing dad and then, you know, being lost. It's just, it's just a heavy story for me to listen to um, because I care, you know. Um, but also always reminds me again and again, more and more, uh, just how much respect I have for you to just triumph over that kind of huge loss and pick yourself up. So I'm happy it turned out okay. But wow, what 
what an amazing journey um, from the loss of your father to who you are today. It's just, I know he'd be proud of the person you are today. I just had to say that. Right. Um, and, and yeah, you're right about your legacy. I'm proud of you for adding to your legacy. And um, for anyone listening, if y'all don't know, I'm just going to say it because I don't think he'll say it. But in the last like even couple of years, I feel like you have um, transitioned from dancer to do Ra'atira work, right? And when we say Ra'atira work, when I say Ra'atira work, Ra'atira in my, in my understanding, um, not just being married to Vi, but also from my teachers, Ra'atira does not equate to the word Kumu, right? Because sometimes Correct. people think that it does, but Ra'atira is, it's a spiritual position, it's it's actually um it's not a it's not a high position on the contrary it's a serving position yeah. so i wouldn't use a word like opposite than high is low but it's a it's a servant position because the point is that the director is such at such a high level that you have to speak for them so you're performing the oreto for these group leaders right and that's yeah. how i see the work that i've learned only in more, my more recent years but i saw you transition from overall best male dancer you know number one uh first place in this category overall tane at this competition and then you made this big transition after 2017 when i met you to start doing ra'atira ra'atira tiatia ra'atira orero right which are different roles even um and i'm just proud of you for that because there's so few of us that are doing that but also um if there's anyone that deserves to do it it's the person that carries the bloodline because it's not just, you know, mine is based on like education and something that someone I acquired by somebody giving me their blessing to do. Whereas you have it in you, you have it as part of your legacy. It's who your ancestors are. Right. So that's heavier for me. That's heavier. And I'm not equating like saying someone is greater than someone else based on those factors. I'm just saying that yours is very, for me, it's like, you know, who can deny that? That's your, that's what your tupuna did. That's how they um, d declare their pride for, for where they're from, who they're from. And that's okay. what we're still carrying on through these texts and the way that we recite them. And to see you do that, that one, that blows me away more than how I know you're good at Siva Afi. I know how much um, you have basics for hula. Um, and 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 Ori Teti, we we know you're a good dancer, but for me, what blows me away is is your ability to ratira. So so I I, I technically started in ratira Orero in 2015. Our group Taiti Tamure, my my cousins appointed me to do the Orero for our um, our theme Ote Amui Oviri Tepo. You know when I was when I was doing it, I was still i was very new i was very green my my cousin my family family she's she's married to my cousin um she was giving me pointers on on because she's from she's from um you know Pira, and so she speaks station and she was you know she was giving me pointers okay this is how you say this and, you know it's it's they all not they all so she was just giving me all these pointers and and from 2015 to, like you said, 2017, I did a couple, I did a few auditors, but 
it didn't really hit Ryan. It didn't it, it didn't really connect with my uh, all yet. In twenty seventeen, that was the first time I ever went to Tahiti. After I met you, that was the first time I ever went to Tahiti. And you know what's crazy, man, is that my first trip to Tahiti was wow. Man, it was the most spiritual awakening. Not only not only did I finally fill the void all these years dedicating myself to our culture and learning what I could. And even though technically my origins are, are, are in the Tuamotu, when I when I went to Tahiti, did I have a, a spiritual manifestation? Not as far as it being like a boom type of experience, but I, I did a orero there and as I was practicing the composer of that orero told me to go to the ocean because that is the the ancient mare of our people. And so I soaked in the ocean and I was reciting my orero and man I, I, I broke down actually I broke down in tears because it just felt pure. It felt pure, it felt right, you know. It's funny because when I when I competed, I, I went there for a competition and that was the the um international world championship. I didn't place in the international world championship, but it was an amazing experience. But I did win the overall for the Uri Taiti Nui and when I went, the year that I went, there was only a couple of us in my category. There was only three Americans. The rest were all Gaina. They were all Aito, everybody. And so I was a little intimidated. Before I went, I actually went to the water. I told my cousin, I said, before I get dressed, I'm going to go to the water. I went to the water. In my hands, I, I just kind of submerged myself spiritually. I didn't just submerge myself in the water, but I, I, I put the water above my head and I just let it fall. I knew that. I have at that moment I have made that connection. And man, right, I can I can't explain it. That trip, Oditaiti changed from status to spiritual. It changed. Like I, I had a uh, like I said, that spiritual awakening was was coming to the realization that that this is my calling and perpetuating our culture is my church if there's anything to relate that it's my church from then on the times that i have done uh it's been amazing because that feeling that i had as i i sub submerged myself in the ocean and I, as i was reciting almost it's coming back to a circle as i was as i was reciting that orero I still have that same feeling. At some point in time, every orero that I do now, I still have that same feeling. And in 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 the moments where I can, I'll break down. Like by myself, I'll break down. <laughs> I, I need like I need people to understand how important it is what you just emphasized, right? This is not a job for status and it's not a job for a trophy and it's not a job for but it's something from within, right? It's a, it's it's something with with the soul, right? Because as good as it makes you feel, because you have the heart to do it and the lineage to do it and the protection from your ancestors to do it, it could also to those who 
you know, there's people who are going to hear the next thing I'm going to say, and they might, they might say, oh, that's bullshit. I don't believe in it. Um, which is that it could make you sick, right? It could make you sick or it could make you, your loved one sick because you're disrespecting it. Now, if you don't believe that, then you have no business doing it. That's just my opinion, right? But to hear you talk about the way it makes you feel and the rituals that you partake in prior, I'm not talking about some bogus rituals that you just came up with because that's a that's that's a common one right even before the heva dancers are are instructed to bathe in the ocean and and sometimes vi will tell me um she's even been told to take not sips but like whole whole breaths of ocean water it's just so heavy everything you tell me it's it's hard to unpack right um because these these things are like all connected though um but i will remark that it's important to see for me to see you do so well. And, and, and I know it's hard for you to describe it out loud, but it's important for me to see you do well because I could imagine my children in your place coming from, especially with more years go by that we're, we're not able to bring them back because of COVID. Right. And I think about a life in which they would not be able to go back as often um, because we're just on a roll raising them here. And then what, what, what does that look like? So it gives me hope in my heart that I know that, okay, if, if you did it and you were away from Tahiti all that time from, you know, from birth to up till recently, um, and then, and then you're still able to make a connection. It, it does affirm what Vaidea always tells me, which is every person with Maohi blood will always find a connection to the Pito, which is yes. where, they're, where, they're, where they're supposed to be, which is the homeland, right? Right. Where your ancestors are from is where, you know, your soul is calling out to and your soul would never betray that part of, of you and them. Right. For you to tell me all that, it makes perfect sense to me. I mean, but I'm, I'm aligned with those beliefs like you are. So, you know, that's kind of like why we, <laughs> why we get along so well, why we talk for hours also. What are some things, important things, that you wish outsiders, so non-Tahitians, people of non-Maohi blood, knew about being Maohi, um, especially in regards to the way this dance community operates, right? It, it, it operates entirely without Tahitian people. <laughs> There's <just laughs> very, very little, like, like it, it's just amazing to me because I never <laughs> thought of it that way before. But now I'm in these situations where my wife and I will be, let's just take like a competition and other than the judges, she's the only Maui person in the whole stadium, right? <laughs> so yeah. it's not a bad thing. It's just, it is what it is, right? It, it is it, those it are is. the facts. So right. my thing is all the people that um, do admire the culture or claim to admire the culture or respect the culture and, and you know, maybe they do, maybe they don't. That's, that's not my business to determine. As you've been raised here, but you are of Maui lineage and a strong one at that. Just what do you what are your thoughts on what do you wish that they knew about it and what do you wish they take away? Like I want you to have a minute right now to have a, a voice to be on stage for this. You know what I mean? Because right. how many times are you gonna be asked that? Never, to be honest, never. Um, man. First off, you know, to be Maohi is so special. And I, I've expressed this because I've done a, a small questionnaire and um, 
I did a small questionnaire for Huda Tahiti that's coming up. And, and in Huda, they, they said, you know, what do you want the participants to leave with? I did say, you know, I, I want everyone to leave with the essence of our mana. And of course, mana derives from love. The pufenua, the taura pito, none of that exists if your mother did not love you enough to have you, to bear you, right? Um, so it's special to be to be maohi. Now in this in this world of oritaiti, where where our culture is is being marketed to the masses, and there's there's really no there's not a there's not a presence to to check off what's right or wrong. It's everything is uh, everything is subjectable, right? I will be honest. There is a presence that is there to that has the right to either question what you're doing or commend what you're doing. The reason why being Maohi is so special is because people don't realize how oppressed our people were in the 1800s. You know, for the Tahitians, just the Tahitians, you know, we're talking about Odi Tahiti here, just the Tahitians, for the Tahitians to completely lose not only the um, rituals of Tato, but the motives of Tato, that's gone. To completely lose, I think, half of what Tamure was back then, that's gone. And to barely hang on our language to where a whole generation doesn't speak Taishin, that's gone. To be Maohi is special because <clears throat> we are living vessels of what our ancestors were. And through their through their perseverance, we are able to be who we are. We are able to still learn our language. We are able to <laughs> excuse me, a little overwhelming. Um, <clears throat> we are able to bear the the tattoos of of you know of our ancestors, of our fenuo, and so it's special to be Maohi. It is so for us. You know, for people who criticize Taishans for being not understanding or close-minded or I encourage you who are listening and who do not understand that Taishan. And I'm not, I'm not saying for everybody, man. There's some Taishans out there who are pretty hard-headed, you know? Um, <laughs> but... But, I married one, a hard-headed one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, um, then you have to humble yourself and realize why do that person of this ethnicity feel that way? Because if it was the uniki system of hula, that wouldn't be questioned. If it was the matai system of fa'asamo, that wouldn't be questioned. If it was the Punake system of Tonga, that would not be questioned. Um, but because the masses 
of Ori Tahiti is marketed to where it's almost sub subjectable. Um, it's as if the voice of the Maohi is subjectable as well, or are subjectable as well, which, to be honest, they are not, because there's an understanding that we have that's unspoken, um, and that understanding is through our blood, it's through our bloodline, uh, it's through our ancestry. Um, and again, I, I emphasize that, you know, it, it's special to be Maohi. I'm not saying that, oh, we're better than you. I'm not saying that at all. Because me, myself, to to someone's perspective here in the States, oh, man, Ty, oh, man, he's all about his culture. That's awesome. I might I might run into somebody in on the Finwall. Oh man, who is this American? Who is this guy wearing his patutiki? And who who does he think he is? You know, and this and that, speaking English. I get it, but they have the right to say that because they were born and raised on the Finua, and I I will not challenge that. But they cannot deny my bloodline either. You know, so that's that's where I stand as far as this question. That's my answer. That's so powerful to be um, to be one in the middle, right? Um, you have those people that will that will say that, right? Well, who's he to tell me just because his mom's Tahitian? You know, I've been dancing for twenty years. Someone may say, you know, this and that, and then and then on, in Tahiti, you have that those people who are also saying, well, who's he? You know, like you said, sporting those tattoos and you know, speaking English though, and he's from the states. Like he's not one of us. It's like, but you're both. You you are both completely because of one parent and the other no one can deny either from you you know and that is exactly why very quickly i didn't just like decide one day that i wanted to be like that i was gonna just say like oh you're one of my best friends or just try to um you know be close just because we understand that you're related to vi but for me it's very important to talk to you about these things because it helps me father my two sons to the best of my ability because if I just do it the way I was raised, which, which I do a lot, right? We do a lot of Chinese stuff. We do a lot of stuff from the temple. So a lot of stuff is uh, Cambodian and Thai too because of the temple. That's all I know, right? And Vi, if she just mothers them as a Maohi, a Vahine Maohi from Tahiti, then that, that's all she knows as well as being Tahitian. But in what way can we look at them as just step back for a minute and stop trying to raise them as so much me on my American side and being Asian and her on her Tahitian side and being Maohi. And what way can we step back and see that they're, they're neither fully her or me. They're actually like you because they're, they're, they're exactly, they're living between those two parallels that someone could see as two parallels or have an issue with, but I love, love, love and respect about you that you know how to find being whole as one. I don't I actually don't even like the term half for you because you're not half to me. You are Tahitian, but because you're, you're from here and your dad is, is from Hawaii. You're also American. You know what I mean? Right. So right. it's an also thing, not a half thing. And that's how I'd like to, to, to keep fathering the, the boys, you know? Right. Um, and the other thing that you had mentioned, I'm so glad you mentioned the systems because we have had this conversation before you and I, yeah. That the Hawaiians, the Samoans, the Tongans, my wife and I also 
very, very much respect and admire them because they set up those systems so that the culture can't completely be for sale. You have people who are of a, another um, culture mm -hmm. that's hosting workshops and stuff like that. That's great, man. I, I encourage you. Right. Um, because what you are, what you are, what you are teaching are movements, but there's a difference when you're teaching culture, right? Unless you've lived there and, or unless you are of that, I, I encourage you to really, die, really do some soul searching if you are trying to teach Taishin culture without being Maohi. Because me, myself, mm -hmm. I understand, bro, half of, half of Siva Afi dancers don't even know what Ailao is. Right. They have no idea. So, so that means that for me, that means like, okay, you don't understand. Right. But here's my thing too, right? I'm not going to go out there and teach Sivafi. Right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to open my own Sivafi school. school because at the end of, right. exactly at the right. end of the day, I have origins. Right. And I have to, and I have to honor my origins. Right. So, so in modern day, like, let's just say, yeah, I, I know my lane. People and and you know what what the Oditeiti community has to realize is that there's a small percentage of Taishans that dance. Everybody works. It's an avenue of our culture, dancing. It's an avenue. It's it's a part. It's a piece of that puzzle. But there's so much more to the culture than than just Oditeiti. Yeah, definitely. Um, so much more. I mean, you know, we can have a whole another podcast episode on that. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Right. We won't get into that. Yeah, I'm just saying it out loud. I'm just putting it out there because it is what it is. The longer I've been married to Vaidea, the more I've stepped back. So you'd think that I'd be more in it and more like, you know, because I'm more immersed that I'm more involved. It's actually like, no, the more I've been immersed, the more I'll step back and realize my, my place, back. right? Yes, my place right. is not to do those things. But it's important for me to to keep those conversations going because the goal here for, for, for what you and I have been working together with Vaidea, with um, others in the more recent years is that we're not trying to break down that community, the dance community, but we're trying to build up the community that we're, we're finding ourselves in, right? Which is that there are little diasporas of Tatian Americans in Utah, Florida, Hawaii, and here in Cali. And we've been trying to figure out how to bridge everybody together, right? What do you see, what do you foresee as a key component to that just coming together and being successful? Support and understanding. That's probably the key component or the two keys, uh, support and understanding. Um, I think our, <laughs> um, <laughs> much regards and out of respect and humility, I say this, but you know, there, there, there can be times where our Maohi people don't support each other and they don't take the time to understand, you know, the reasons, you know, like for, for you and Vedia, and, and, and this is the reason why I love you guys so much and support you guys so much is because you're doing, you, you guys see long run or you guys see the big picture in, in, in this movement of trying to develop community. Right. And, and, to understand why, to understand if, if, if I was somebody, if I was a Maui in Florida or in Utah, Hawaii, or here in California, to understand that you guys are doing this not for the status of 
of a couple bringing together a community just to bring together a community. No, you guys are doing this because you want the next generation to have a community. I mean, let's be honest. We do not have a Taishan community. We don't. We have Taishans who, who, who live in separate areas. But in those, even in Florida, man, I, I come from a Taishan community in Florida. But to this day, you know, like we no longer have, the, the, the Taishans don't really see each other unless another Taishan passes away in Florida. That's how right. it is. That's, that's how it really right. is. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It's so unfortunate because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's, it's all about the unity. And so to have that understanding comes forth that support, you know. So if I encourage for whomever, whomever is listening, understand that Ryan and Beta are not doing this for their own sake or they're not doing this for their, their legacy or their name. Um, they're doing this so that their children can have a community to, to, to support them or whomever is listening, your child or your mo'otua can have a community to support them, you know? Um, because I believe, I believe, ma'am, especially in Tahiti, <laughs> yeah, there's drama, but where's, where is there not drama? Please show me. There's, there's nowhere. Yeah, but that's true. <laughs> when, when, when you have Maui people together, man, is it always a good time. Yeah. Music, bang, the food, the, the, the laughter, Right. The love, the, you know, embracing, you know, like, why can't we have that more often between our people? Thank you for those beautiful words. Um, but we can't do it without you, right? We, let's, let's rephrase that for, for what I want to say. Um, I don't want to do it without you. We've talked about how, how beautiful it was to be amongst all those people that happen to have Maui blood as well. And you're right. I do envision that for, for, for my kids. Right. Cause yeah, it's, it's so simple to like, just bring them back to Tahiti. Okay. Everyone's Maui over there or most people are Maui over there. They have all this family. I, then I don't need to like quote unquote worry, right. but it's, it's not even just for that selfish reason here that I feel like um, it needs to just be for my kids, which is that I want all those kids that we saw at that party to, to be able to grow up and know, and have that memory of, oh yeah, our, our families did their best. I know that it feels like a mountain that we're climbing, but I'll quote you on something you said to me. We have to exhaust every avenue for this. <laughs> you know, maybe some people are better at receiving this information by hearing it, you know? Yeah, Thank you. I really, really appreciate you. And I am thankful though, so that we can put our heads together and work on what's really, really important, right? Support one another. I love that. I love that. And I, and I will, I will make sure that I'm living that because you said it, not just say that I'm going to do it, but like live it and, and show it, you know? I appreciate that, bro. Everyone in my life that has played a role, to be honest, I will be here listing names on top of names, but um, everyone who, who has played a role in my life, I am in debt and I am, I am in debt to your, your favor and grace. And I am, forever grateful for for the love and support and the understanding you know that's there's some there's there's a currency that can never be unpaid and it's time and i'm i'm, I'm grateful for everyone's time <laughs> Give me 
Kiertura e, ta kita na metua. 